Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. Uh, (laughs) Welcome in, guys. It is 2022, January 1st. Great to see everybody. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, Luke Patterson. Luke, uh, some scary times this week. Hopefully, you're doing well and hope. I mean, gosh, first, even before we get going, thoughts to everybody who has been impacted by this in one way or another uh, absolutely devastating wildfire. And I know that was pretty close to decently close to your neck of the woods, Luke. Yeah. Yeah. appreciate the good thoughts. Everybody's good on my end, obviously, but I wasn't the one affected and, uh, yeah, just a horrible, most devastating fire in Colorado history. It's insane. I come from a firefighting family. My old man's chief. I used to work with the department for a little bit too. And to just see all the work and, and volunteerism and everybody coming together, it's a real beautiful thing. So, uh, with that, happy new year as well, right? 2022, here we go. And what a busy New Year's Day it has been. Um, it's good to see you, Nick. I know it's been a little bit. So, you know, happy Merry Christmas, belated Merry Christmas as well. Yeah. But man, the season uh, season of changes, I think, is coming for the Denver Broncos. we got two left on the schedule, but a ton of news that we've got to get to today, including one ESPN bombshell trade that was just released on our website that we reported Zach Kelberman specifically from the Huddle Up podcast. We'll get to that, as well as remembering Dan Reeves. Uh, if you'd like to share a memory of Dan Reeves or Darren Williams, please go ahead and do so. But Listen up, Broncos country. Tick Pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. Tick Pick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Huddle Up podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Denver Broncos football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. That's right, guys. When we were searching for tickets for the MHH meet and greet for week three at home, Broncos versus Jets, TickPick had us locked down. So visit TickPick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save $10 on your first order of Broncos tickets. And without further ado, here we go. Nick, we woke up New Year's Day. First thing, Broncos country, Dan Reeves has passed away. Um, I know you and I are about the same age, so we really grew up in the Mike Shanahan era of coaching. But you don't have to look far with Mike Shanahan's coaching and kind of where he came from and got where he got his start. And, of course, with that being Dan Reeves. Yeah, no, Dan Reeves, he will always be, to me, because he 
probably a little bit before my era, but a guy that uh, I won't like as much because the guy that replaced him obviously won the Super Bowl and had issues with John Elway and whatnot. But Dan Reeves, by all accounts, an amazing person, a great football mind, bounced around. Um, obviously, the Broncos for a while took them to some Super Bowls and then also took the Falcons to a Super Bowl with the Dirty Birds. So uh, yeah. great coach for a long time, great football mind. And um, the, I always like it. It's kind of reminded me of Demarius Thomas, too. You know, we obviously know Dan Reeves was a good football person, big in the game, but everybody talking about him being such a genuine person and about character and hard work and, you know, just being there to help somebody. So, um, you know, a little bit before our era, but uh, shout out to Dan Reeves. And, you know, thank you for all the time you had in Denver when this was a pretty good, pretty darn good franchise. Yeah, Dan Reeves, man. I mean, he's got some history and you talked about yeah. that with Mike Shanahan, John Elway, and it's it's kind of that drama of football, if you will. And it kind of makes the the wheels go round. But Dan Reeves is part of the Denver Broncos. He's he's in the ring of, of fame for a reason. Um, just a great, great guy. And David weighing in, roughing the passer, weighing in, giving their thoughts and prayers to the Reeves family. Uh, it's always hard, Nick, when you wake up and you get the these kind of uh news notifications to start your day especially when it's a brand new year it's been a bizarre week as it is when you start thinking about betty white yesterday oh, right God. john madden just a couple yeah. days before that uh damaris thomas as you mentioned we're still mourning that loss and, and then Darren williams anniversary that's exactly where i was gonna yeah. go i mean 15 years ago today Darren Williams was tragically killed here in the Mile High City in Denver. And Nick, I was at that game the night before, and uh, I think I was a sophomore in high school. And I remember my friends waking me up saying that this happened. I couldn't believe it. And I remembered the image of Javon Walker walking into the, the headquarters, just covered in red from, from the tragic night. And it's just kind of a tough way to start the new year, if I'm being honest. Yeah. We're trying not to be too morbid, but a Broncos country is definitely licking their wounds a little bit. Yeah, no, they're looking their wounds and man, who's, who's next, right? I got to look around and make sure there's no anvils above Ooh, my head or something. I know, but uh, it's been 2022 getting off to a 2020 TOO, or we were talking about the numbers here. Things just keep getting wild, but hopefully it'll be better for the Broncos. But yeah, shout out to Dan Reeves and his time in Denver and just his overall time in the game, you know, being a steward of the game and help advancing the football brand in general. So I know some people will probably have a little bit of a conflicting views with him, given, you know, Dan Reeves, Broncos about the trade off John Elway because him and Dan Reeves not totally getting along. Was rumors like right? Washington football team. Like they weren't that back then. Um, but uh, still, you know, sometimes it's going to be complicated like that. Not everybody gets along. And Dan Reeves, his record, his career speaks for itself. Very, very good football coach for a long time. So RIP to Dan Reeves thoughts and prayers to your family. And, uh, you know, I, I think he was also somewhat, um, what's the word I want to use here? Regressing there a little bit at the end, uh, mentally, mm -hmm. um, for some of his wherewithal. So sad mm -hmm. to see it happen, but, um, that's, you know, life's fragile. Uh, that's, that's the end goal or that's not the end goal, but that's the end point for everybody. Well, and from what I know, and I, it's hard to speculate, but I did see in the press release that he passed away at his home in Atlanta, yeah, Georgia. Yeah. So, I mean, that's I think that there's something to be said for that yeah. and, and some respect and beauty in that, if you will, if you could take anything of that. But, Nick, you talked about his record a little bit. He was the head coach from 1981 to 1992, compiled a 110 to 73-1 uh, it's a 600 record in 12 seasons while leading the team to franchise best five division titles, three Super Bowl appearances. And I mean, he just he kind of laid the groundwork for this franchise uh, other than Red Miller. And you start looking back to some of these older cats. Uh, the one thing I, and we've talked about it on this show, 
Dan Reeves walking across the the field to congratulate Mike Shanahan and John Elway on their Super Bowl victory against the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, that's class. That's that's humility. It might be a little late, but it was on the grandest stage. So uh, respect and, and thoughts and prayers to Dan Reeves. Yeah, Scott said ninth all time on the win list. So that's uh, you know in the league for a long time on some good teams. So that speaks for itself. Um, we got to talk, obviously, RIP Dan Reeves. You also want to talk a little bit, the lead here, talking about this Broncos trade rumor. It's going to be a long offseason of, you know, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, the draft, maybe Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins, you know, say what you will. Those are guys that will be thrown out there. But we got one today. I think it was Bill Barnwell over on ESPN and RIP to Darren Williams from I Martinez. That's right. Uh, gone way too soon. Really, really a talented player. That's what a tragedy. Um, but uh, trade today, uh, Bill Barnwell over on ESPN saying the Broncos – could should be willing to trade a two first round picks. So 2022, 23, 2023, two second round picks, 2022, 2023 and surprise player, Albert Okwebenam to the green Bay Packers for Aaron Rodgers. First off, Luke, uh, hmm. is this a deal that you do? Sure. You bet. Uh, do it, you know, every day and twice on Sunday. I mean, if Alberto is the cherry on top, then sure. If we had another, I'd give him another. I mean, it's odd, I think. So my initial reaction is probably a lot like Collins, who's been weighing in here wondering what these speculations would be. And I hear you, Colin, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, until something happens. But you cannot deny that the, the heat is definitely getting hotter by the day when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, yeah. who seems to be doubling down in his own right after Aaron Rodgers in a recent press conference, kind of given vague, cryptic answers to the future of his team. And you could talk to all the Seattle insiders, and you're in that city, Nick. I mean, you're in that state. I don't know. It, it sounds like things are, are falling apart a little behind the scenes to me. Uh, I don't know, though, until something happens. But if you're telling me that the new trade rumor is going to be draft picks in Albert O., Sign me up. He's the backup tight end on this team. Yeah. He's not Rob Gronkowski. I think he's playing a lot better than Noah Fant right now, but I'm not looking to give him away. But if it's for Aaron Rodgers, let's do it. Yeah, that's honestly, that seems low to me. I know Aaron Rodgers is 38 years old, but you're talking about what would what do you think Albert Okwebenam is worth just standalone right now? Two years left on his contract. He's been fine. Had that injury. Maybe sixth. a fourth round. I was going to say a fourth or fifth, maybe a sixth. Yeah. Um, I, just because he's flashed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, he's flashed. I think, I think health is somewhat a, of a concern yeah. to teams. Availability, I would say, probably more than health. But yeah, he's he's flashed. You see that dirty word called potential with yeah. Alberto. Um, but you also wonder what can he do for your team consistently. You know, he's not a proven player. He's a yeah. player that you would definitely, you know, if you guys like baseball, right? You put him in the farm league and see what he can do. Well. It's a ticking talk. It's a ticking clock in the NFL. You're not going to get this time back. And with Noah Fant kind of dinking around a little bit, this is Alberto's time to step up. He's got Bay with Drew Locke starting. So these guys have chemistry. Uh, Pat Shermer should let it loose with these two. Alberto obviously letting Drew down just a little bit last week against yeah. the Raiders. And you got to give Drew his due. Uh, the guy did not have a turnover, but. To quote Troy Rank a little bit, it felt like the, the puppy lost the wag out of his tail a little. You know, I, I kind of felt like he was chained up Drew Locke a little bit, and that was tough to see. So when you look at Alberto and what can he do for you, these next two games could be huge. Yeah, I mean, I thought Locke looked a lot like uh, Aaron Rodgers, or uh, excuse me, uh, not Aaron Rodgers, Drew Locke in the 20. 
2020 season where they went four and one down the stretch outside that Houston game. I mean, his average depth, the target was very low, very much a check down and the Broncos won some games against some bad teams, but he protected the ball, moved the ball and the Broncos went four and one on that final five game stretch. That's who it looked like to me. Um, and it's always that double edged sword with drew lock. You know, are you losing out on the explosive plays? If he is being so ball protective, uh, can he still hit those? That's what makes Aaron Rodgers So absolutely incredible. He hits those vertical shots, high volume while still not throwing interceptions. So, uh, Again, you talked about Albert Okoye, but not being a guy in this trade package. Bill Barnwell also flew out or threw out the names of Draymond Jones and Bradley Chubb. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest with you. If it was Bradley Chubb, Draymond Jones, Albert Okoye, and those picks, I'm doing it. I'm not. Get, I get to keep Patrick Sertan. I get to keep the wide receivers. I get to keep Noah Fant and Javante Williams. Okay, that's that. You're going to hurt on the defensive line for that, but you're going to have the best quarterback in football in Aaron Rodgers. I'm curious. I'm a little surprised to hear you say Draymond Jones. You'd just be willing I, to I go because I know that's your guy. I know I, that's yeah. your guy, but I know you know how important it is to have yeah. a Super Bowl winning Hall of Fame quarterback on your team, and that's the case with Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers in this scenario. I would try to push back a little on yeah. Draymond Jones if you're George Payton and he doesn't seem like. A pushover. I don't know that. I'm not, we're not in these trade conversations, but you see what he's been able to come away with with active players like a Steven Weatherly or, or Kenny Young. Um, real gems that we didn't really see coming. I wonder if he would push back uh, just a tad on Draymond Jones, uh, but you don't have a lot of room, really. You know, you got to give up draft capital. And after that, you're really at the mercy of what the Green Bay Packers want. And, you know, it's a question I posed on Twitter a little bit ago. Is there a team or is there a player on this current Broncos roster that's untouchable right now? Uh, Pat Sertan, obviously, you talked about him. I, I would say that would be really tough for me to yeah. get rid of Pat Sertan or Javante Williams at this point. Uh, Javante Williams, I love Javante, but he's a running back. You know, it's <laughs> you, still, hate, he, you hate him. You hate I, Pookie. I love him, but I understand I the value do. game. Um, right. And if you can get Aaron Rodgers might have a better uh, more years left than Javante Williams at the top of his level. That's just the difference of running back versus quarterback. I mean, really? So Sertan, he's pretty untouchable again. Let's say they wanted Sertan in a first round pick just for Aaron Rodgers. Um, OK, like right now, Sertan's probably worth two first round picks in my book because he's looked that good and he's still only 21 years old. But if you can get that quarterback and get a three to five year window where you have the most important piece emphatically answered, you probably do that and give yourself a shot because right now, make no mistake about it. The Broncos don't even have, they don't, they don't even have a seat at the kids table until they figure out the quarterback mm. position. So uh, but if you have a chance to jump at Aaron Rodgers, who has been far and away the best statistical quarterback in the last, over the last three seasons, probably going to be back-to-back -back MVP. I know it's not for long, but give it to me. There's no guarantees. Go for it right now. Where does Bill Barnwell come up with this? And I'm not saying that facetiously. And like uh, when I first saw it, I'm like, you know, is he playing fantasy football? Is Alberto like scoring fantasy football points? Or what's the deal here? Because you don't see a lot of national recognition when it comes to Alberto, other than commentators not being able to pronounce his name, which was me for the long, the first year of his career here in Denver. Um, but it's bizarre to me, Nick. I mean, I don't know if he's hearing something. If he was, then I, I think it would be weird that it came out from Bill Barnwell as opposed to an Adam Schefter or an Ian Rappaport or, you know, another player like that. So I'm not suggesting that he didn't hear anything. But what are your initial – do you have a curiosity there? Because it just seems bizarre to me. I mean, a, a second – a backup tight end. He's just looking for guys that are on rookie contracts that might make sense in some sort of piece as 
helping the Broncos not give up as much draft capital. So he's talking about guys, people are like, oh, why don't we trade, you know, Justin Simmons or Garrett Bowles or something. Those guys, A, don't have as much value to the Packers, and B, they're not on their rookie contracts. You're going to be looking for guys who are playing well on their rookie contracts. So Bradley Chubb, Draymond Jones, Patrick Sertan, those guys all make sense. But it's mostly going to come down to draft capital. And I honestly, I was surprised that they didn't include a 2024 first round pick in this Aaron Rodgers talk as well um, <laughs> yeah. because that's that's what's going to separate and because the Broncos have cap space as well as excess draft capital in this season maybe they can have a little bit of leg up and a, a seat at the poker table if you will you guys can head on over to milehighhuddle.com and check out this article that Zach Kelberman Huddle Up Pod's own just released um, talking a little bit about this trade from Bill Barnwell that includes tight end Albert O in addition to draft picks for Aaron Rodgers. And look at look at this. I got my lovely bride chiming in saying Happy New Year. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for your support. She helps me do everything I can do. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's tough when you look at talking about the season as if it's done when you've got two more games to go, Nick, that's, that's the really tough part. And I know you're pumped about the draft. I'm pumped about it's time to go to work, you know, for you and I and, and the rest of the scouting community, but man, we're playing the chargers tomorrow. Broncos got a game. They've been hit by that 19 thing that's going around. And it's just, it's an ongoing list. We're checking social media daily, hourly minutes, uh, trying to figure out what's going on, what's the roster going to look like on Sunday. But what are your initial impressions as we talk Chargers a little bit too? We're obviously going to get everything going, and I want to open up the, the text line as well. But it's Chargers week. The Chargers have got an opportunity to get into the playoffs, and the Broncos have an opportunity to sweep L.A. Yeah, I mean, it's a big game. Obviously, the Broncos have a bunch of people on the, the Rona list going on right now. But uh, maybe we should just be thankful that, hey, hopefully everybody is going to end up healthy on the other side of this. But um, the Broncos season is essentially over. Imagine if this would have been a game. Let's say the Broncos beat the Raiders and the, the Bengals, and then this happened. I mean, it would be really bad feelings right now. So at least it's kind of like, okay, well, if this, it might as well happen now, right? Assuming everybody is healthy coming out of this. Um, but uh, yeah, the Broncos have 12 players. I'm going to miss it because of everything. Eight of them on defense with Mike Purcell, uh, Bryce Callahan, Bradley Chubb, Stephen Weatherly, Jonathan Cooper, McTelvin Ajim, Caden Stearns, and Baron Browning. Okay, and three on offense with Judy, Patrick, and Massey. One special teamer and Ford. Luckily, Corton Sutton's going to be back, but man, what a massive, massive list of players that the Broncos are going to be without in a game where they already were going to be seven-point dogs going to Los Angeles to face the Chargers. Yeah, man. Seven and a half underdogs. It's it's nasty. Um, the weird thing about it is I think it was 50-38 list the Broncos playoff probability for everybody out there on Twitter, right? Because we're not going to say that the season's done, Nick. It's not done. There's still a possibility. No, okay, there's a possibility. You ready for that chance? Less than a 0.1% chance that the Broncos are looking at getting in the playoffs while the Chargers are sitting at 33%. So, the Broncos can go in the SoFi Stadium in L.A. and spoil the new year already for the for the Chargers with a win. Uh, what's weird about this, Nick, and when I started to like dive in, I think it was Vic Fangio that's four and one against the Chargers. He's had a a bizarre amount of success against Los Angeles, and then you start to look back to Week 12's matchup. I believe it was the Broncos absolutely bullied L.A. and it was a game that we got to see Pat Sertan pick off. Justin Justin Herbert twice and win AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Do you think Vic Fangio's got a decent handle on how to defend Justin Herbert? 
I think they do. And I think the biggest thing is the Chargers right now are not a very physical team in the trenches. They do not punch pack a punch, which the Broncos have struggled with over these last few weeks. Uh, honestly, for the whole seasons, teams that can bully the Broncos and run the football have given them a hard time. Even units that aren't that good. I mean, the, the Steelers offensive line, really one of the worst ones in football this season. They punched the Broncos in the mouth. The Raiders this last week punched the Broncos in the mouth. So maybe the Chargers, just with how much the Broncos are injured, they can run the football against the Broncos. But I don't know, man. The Broncos are going to get a chance because Vic Fangio, I think, does a good job with Herbert. But they're just so decimated right now that I think the Char- and the Chargers have more to play for. I just can't see them coming out with a win. It's going to be tough. I, I think that a lot of times we, at least I'll speak for myself, I think the Chargers are going to just fall back on always collapsing. But when you've got this quarterback that is showing a lot of promise in just his second year, burst onto the scene as a rookie, and I, I was shocked. I didn't think he had it in him. I'll be the first to say it, but I'm on board with Justin Herbert as a quarterback in the NFL. Uh, you just start to wonder what he's got around him because the Chargers are going through the same thing that the Broncos are as well. You know, I think right now that the Chargers are going to have Keenan Allen available. I don't think Mike Williams is going to go. Um, I think Jared Cook is obviously a nice check down option in the tight end. But you look at Austin Eckler in that running game. You look at Austin Eckler and him being used as a, a running back that can catch the ball as well. And you listed off a lot of defensive players for the Broncos, Nick. So that, that's going to be tough. They've been able to weather the storm with inside yeah. linebackers and stuff like that. But you got to wonder, too, if what news are we going to get tomorrow morning <laughs> before yeah. the game even starts? I think this is going to be a really, really tough game. I would like to see Pat Shermer try to commit to the run a little bit more, uh, considering it was just non-existent against the Raiders. That's absolutely what killed him. Uh, that should help Drew Locke. It should help the defense, and it should help everybody. Yeah, no, it should help everybody. You'd hope they'd play better. Um, man, boy, who would have thought they would have missed Lloyd Cushenberry that much in that game? Uh, no disrespect to Austin Schlotman, but uh, my goodness, um, what a difference going from him for off of uh, Lloyd Cushenberry. Maybe Lloyd Cushenberry made a statement in that game saying, hey, uh, I deserve to be a starter here next year. Maybe you should run back with me. Uh, or you maybe see Quinn Miners push behind him, but glad to get Cushenberry back. It, I am very concerned, though, for the right tackle position. Joey Bosa obviously didn't have the best game against the Broncos last time, but with Bobby Massey out with Calvin Anderson out fighting or landing up on the reserve list, you got Cam Fleming now and Cam Fleming, pretty solid run blocker, a big guy out there. I mean, just a massive frame, but uh, he kind of is a waste bender against some of those pass rushers. And I'm expecting Joey Bosa to get or have his way with Cam Fleming all game. Yeah, Joey Bosa against Cam Fleming. I mean, that's that's tough. That's really tough. Cam Fleming doesn't have the bend that a tackle should have to try to support, you know, the the pass rush that Bosa is going to bring. That's going to be really tough. Uh, I'm also curious to see a little bit. I, Staley's an interesting coach to me. Um, mm-hmm. He's got that bend but don't break mentality from his defense as well, and he knows a little bit about Drew Locke. You know, a little bit different than Teddy. Say what you're going to say. I'm not calling one better than the other or anything like that at this point because we know that neither are the answer. But I'm a little curious how how if you're the Chargers defensive head coach, um, how are you going to play and plan for Drew Locke? But time will tell. But one thing that you can always plan for is our guy. Mo, MHH's own, uh, giving us some support. We really appreciate you, Mo. Happy New Year to you and your son and your beautiful family. Happy New Year, Bron, smooth killer. We really appreciate it, Mo. Um, man, you talk about support, Nick. Chad threw out a, a – I know you saw it. Everybody saw it. It's, it's been going – it's been hitting the wire live and hard. Uh, what was it, 15 
How many million did how many million did we have here? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up. Fifteen point five million individuals in 2021 uh, read milehighhuddle.com, making us one of the most successful publications. And it's with friends like Muhammad Badri that we're able to have that support and and Aaron Johnson and all of our friends here. Uh, we really, I'd like to thank you. And I know Nick appreciates it. Scott appreciates it. And uh, it's a really humbling thing, man. 15.5 million. Yeah. Uh, that's huge, Nick. Yeah, absolutely huge. Thank you so much, Mo. Happy New Year to you and Malik and your whole family. We got Aaron Johnson coming in here saying, is there any value to losing out the rest of the season? Draft order slash moving on from Famgio. It's a tough reality, but looking ahead is necessary. Go Broncos. If you are playing for draft, or if you're cheering for draft order at this point, I'm not going to tell you how to fan. I really hate gatekeeping fans. So if you want to cheer for the Broncos to do that and lose these games to have a better bottom line, then God bless you. Uh, but um, that's something you can think about in this game. The Broncos, if they win these games, um, because there's so many teams that have seven, eight wins right now, nine wins. Broncos could fall from top 10 all the way to like pick 19. So uh, they can fall a long way. Also, you got to watch out for the Dolphins and the Eagles, both teams that are in the playoffs right now. But if they lose, they will have a worse strength of schedule than the Broncos and end up picking above them. So we'll see where the Broncos play. I th- I think it's probably a negligible difference either way, win or loss. You'll move up a bit. Sure, that's better for the bottom line. But then if you are going out there and with a decimated team and Drew Locke, beating the chargers. Maybe you're more enticing for a free agent or another head coach to come in after Fangio or one of those quarterbacks. So uh, I don't think there's one right or wrong way to lean for that. Uh, maybe cheer for the teams around Broncos in the draft order that could change the Broncos scenarios to win slash lose, you know, so the Broncos are winning those tiebreakers, but winner loss for the Broncos. I think you can go either way. Yeah. And well, before that's a really good answer. And Aaron Johnson, that's a great question. And that's at the forefront of everybody's mind, really, because uh, half the fan base or I would say maybe even three quarters of the fan base is really ready to move on from this season. And it's hard to do that when you've got two games left. But for me, I would say before everybody starts doing their fantasy drafts and or their mock drafts for the upcoming spring draft and everything like that, start doing some professional scouting, if you will, these next two weeks. Start to see or identify players that you feel George Payton is going to keep on this team and build with this team. I'm not saying you need to go ahead and go out there and try to figure out which guys are going to get big extensions or anything like that. But look for the dark horses, some of the backups that had big games. For me, I think of Stephen Wells. Weatherly, McTelvin, Ajim, and what those guys did, and Deshaun Williams against Justin Herbert. I think they officially get, got him two or three sacks in the last game, and they really had him running, and that's just from the defensive line. Watch some of those players, some of the players that we're not always talking about in the headlines, but they do some of the dirt. You looked at Draymond Jones and what he could do in just one series just a few weeks ago. Start looking at those things. Everybody has fallen in love with Quinn Miners. Watch how he develops and continues because he's got to keep going. He's got to keep fighting. It's not penciled in for sure that he will be the starting guard next year. Now, can we project that? Sure. But I would challenge a lot of the fans before you start scouting college ball, look at these next two weeks for what the Broncos currently have in place. Yeah, and it's too bad because the Broncos, uh, Deshaun Williams is injured, I think out for the season, getting injured, not because of putting it on the reserve list, but going to be there. Um, Ajim is going to be out with this game because of the what's going on there. You're losing Cooper as well, Stern. So a lot of the young, good young talent that theoretically we should be excited about watching these last few games, you know, is essentially a... Uh, a glorified exhibition game of the Broncos playoffs hopes probably all but over. Um, it's a bummer because these guys are ineligible and they're on the reserve list. So I'm going to be curious to see what this, this looks like. I mean, Luke, who's getting after the passer this week for, for real. I mean, Draymond Jones on one foot, 
He's mm. looked, he does not look right after that Raiders game. He probably shouldn't even have played last week. I'd shut him down, but do you even have the bodies to do that? Yeah. I mean, Deshaun Williams, uh, is he on the, he's you out. know, he's he's, is he on the 19? I mean, yeah, he's 19, it's, but he's out. Is he out? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's the Broncos are really thin and they're really hurt and they're, they're going to be going against a decent offensive line in some aspects. You got a rookie over there, a left tackle that's doing pretty well this year in Slater. Uh, you got the center from green Bay, right? Um, you Lingley. Yeah. I'm spacing on his, his name, but a damn good center. And we've talked about him before too. So it's going to be a challenge. It really is. And unfortunately for the Broncos also, while the Broncos are getting hit with the bug right now, the Chargers are getting off of it. They activated the following players off the reserve list today. Nasir Adderley, Alohi Gilman, Chris Harris Jr., you guys know that one. Devonta Harris, another one name you know. Uh, Dustin Hopkins, the kicker. Starting right tackle, Storm Norton. Backup tackle, Trey, Terry, uh, Trey Pipkins. So the Chargers have the reinforcements while the Broncos are going to be playing thin. I mean, I don't know if they're going to have 40 guys able to be active. Yeah, it's going to be tough, and I know a lot of a lot of folks and fan base. The fan bases from both cities are wondering: Was the NFL ever going to cancel this game? No, the NFL does not cancel games. They might reschedule them and move them back, but this game is on. And there was a snowstorm here last night. I know a lot of the media, team media that travels, you know, side by side with the team, didn't make it out last night. So they've had a lot of bizarre factors this week with that nineteen list players that are actually sick. Uh, have colds. Cortland Sutton's not feeling very good. He's going to go. He's not on that list. But you got just the common cold and things that are going on too. Humanity. I mean, humanity, really. Like we go through all kinds of nastiness in the winter uh, when we're around people, all kinds of things. So Cortland Sutton still coming back from that knee injury. I mean, trying to figure it out after getting paid and trying to really assess where he's at. I've heard the theory maybe that you should shut Cortland down and try to get him right for next year. That's tough. That's really, really tough, especially after you paid the man and you know he wants to go out there and earn his worth. And speaking of earning their worth, our guy, Mike Ranquillo, Happy New Year, buddy. I hope you had a really, really good holiday season with family and friends and loved ones in Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. And Mike saying, good evening, Nick and Luke, on the MHI pod, the first podcast of 2022. Happy New Year and go Broncos. Yeah, first one of 2020. You guys weren't here for the midnight one last night? What's, what's going on? No. Uh, thank you so much, Michael. Hope you have a good year. And hopefully uh, things are going the right direction. Like, I think things are in Denver as well. So you see people talking. I saw a comment earlier about a pipe dream. Luke, if the Broncos can't get Rodgers or Wilson, where are you at? Where's your head at? Because that's a very real possibility. Mm. Obviously, we all want one of those quarterbacks, and that's the most, I guess, the best scenario. Some people don't want Aaron Rodgers. I would still take Aaron Rodgers because I think he's – that much better than any any other quarterback playing right now. Um, but I'd take Wilson as well, uh, even though his play has been trending down somewhat the last few seasons. But if you can't get one of those two guys, what the heck are we doing? You're seeing if George Payton was all he was cracked out to be as an NFL scout. And you can bring in an all-star cornerback like Pat Sertan. You can re-sign alpha dog wide receivers like Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton. You could bring in a running back that's almost going to hit a thousand yards in his rookie season, like Javante Williams. You could even bring in the belly, Quinn Miners, hell of a story. But if you cannot draft a quarterback, you are not going to last in this league as a GM. I don't care if the team is pending sale. Uh, I don't care what the excuses are. John was still a little bit involved. I don't want to hear it. A lot of people are really upset about Justin Fields not being here. Matt Jones not being here. Maybe you should have been the team to trade up and go after a Trey Lance or Zach Wilson. Whoever your quarterback was, a lot of fans are tired of it, and I can't blame them. Now, we all love Pat Sertan, and you can't go back and coulda, shoulda, woulda, 
But when quarterbacks turn out to be hits and you missed on those quarterbacks, that stays with you forever. It could set you back a decade at least. And you're starting to see what your future is like against Justin Herbert and um, Pat Mahomes, obviously. So for me, George Payton, if we can't get Aaron Rodgers, if we can't get Russell Wilson, who's your guy? Who's your quarterback going to be? And obviously, if he drafts a rookie quarterback, I do not think that that rookie's going to start right away. I think George Payton would have to put him in the cooker at least for a year or until his number is called because of the 19 list injuries or other things. So who's your quarterback, GM? Uh, that's that's it for me. If you can't get Wilson, if you can't get Rodgers, do not think that you can miss on a quarterback or not take a quarterback in this draft because this fan base is going to be livid. Gosh, I just... I hear you say that at the same time, I just do not love this quarterback crop right now um, at all. And I know that I, Ohio State, I think CJ Stroud just threw another touchdown. He has 34, 43 today, four hundred five hundred and forty yards. Six there touchdowns. he is Broncos I mean, country. How you feeling about CJ Stroud? I mean, Broncos country is watching this right now, Nick. And they're yeah. saying, Oh, great. Another exciting prospect quarterback that the Broncos aren't going to draft because why the Broncos have never drafted a quarterback and developed them. Yeah. Well, why the hell not? It's time to do it. Yeah. I just, this was something I was scared about last year and we can argue all day until the cows come home about last year's quarterback crop. And I love Patrick Sertan. The second one of my, my favorite def- secondary player in football right now. I know no joke about it. Um, but who's your first, who's your first real quick. Go. I'm curious now. I love Derwin James. I, Who I the hell doesn't? I mean, I love Derwin James so much. Uh, not this it's going to be Kyle Hamilton. Not Kyle this Hamilton. week, you know. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Hamilton coming from Notre Dame next year. He's incredible. One of my favorite safeties I've ever scouted. Um, but um, Patrick said, I love him. But this is the this was the concern. We're coming into this class like, oh, man, NFL people, a lot of people on uh, doing media stuff saying this 2022 quarterback class is overall not it. And that's with Sam Howell and uh, Rhett Rattler regressing drastically this season, falling off a bit. Obviously, Kenny Pickett stood up or uh, stepped up, but still, I don't really know about this class, especially compared to 2023, where you have Bryce Young, Cam, yeah. Rouse, Cam Rising before he got uh, conked out of this uh, Rose Bowl has been playing amazing, and CJ Stroud. So it's just, it scares me. And I know you say Peyton has to come out of this draft with a quarterback. But if you don't pull off Rodgers or Wilson, I doesn't he? I mean, I don't think he has a choice. It's because I hear what you're saying. But a year ago, I was down in Mobile and they were all saying Mac Jones will not be a first rounder. Look yeah. what happened. Oh, you're starting gonna to see, go. You're going to see. Go. Yeah. But I mean, it's a different class. Like you said, yeah. even when you look back to, you know, Baker Mayfield and Josh Rosen and some of that stuff and you compare it, you're exactly right. It's a weaker, a significantly weaker class. So isn't it going to make it that much harder and put the pressure on that much more? Yeah, it makes the pressure on there. And the issue is I don't want them to feel compelled that they have to take a quarterback in the wrong year. I just feel like they keep sinking up for like, okay, we're finally ready to go take a quarterback and it's an overall weaker year. So personally, I, if I can go through another one year where it's a Teddy Bridgewater versus Drew Locke scenario, again, I, know Denver no! Broncos will fall apart. I can do that. As, but what I cannot stand is a situation that sets this team back five years. I can wait one more year if it means there's a plan in 2023 to be all in with excess capital. But you have to make that plan pretty obvious. You need to start using the resources you have right now, accumulating to be one of the big buyers in 2023. I'd rather them do that than go all in when they don't fully believe in a guy in a weaker class. Don't you love that? We're already debating what they should do in the draft, and I'm already excited. I'm happy. It's it's Happy New Year, man. Here we yeah. are, two games to go, and we're already trying to figure out what's going out, 
what's going on rather with the quarterback position. He's Nick Kendall. I'm Luke Patterson. And let's weigh in from uh, a comment or a question rather from Abrima John with a generous super chat. Thank you very much. Happy new year and welcome to MHI. The Broncos need Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, not massive capital for Aaron Rodgers. Pat Mahomes must be stopped. So Denver must trade down. Interesting. What do you make of uh, Abrima's theory? I mean, I love Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. I think Cam Rising is a really another good option as well. And I'm sure that there'll be another one that steps up next season. Malik well. Willis. You, that's Malik Willis is this year. I'm though. curious. I yeah. know this year I'm curious about him. I don't know why, but I am. I, I don't know if I'm first round curious. I'll say that, but he's, he's going to, I think he's going to go right. It's yeah. the run on quarterbacks. It's doesn't always match up with their eval. And it's going to be a great senior bowl as well. Sam Howell is eligible. He graduated early. Malik Willis is eligible. Kenny Pickett is eligible. Uh, Desmond Ritter is eligible. So you could have all these guys down there and you could really see with the side-by-side throw side-by-side throws and the leadership with these guys, how they stack up against each other. So it should be really fun in mobile this year. But uh, I personally am of this, uh, this ilk as well. Um, I would love for the Broncos to, uh, trade back and get extra capital in 2023 and then be a buyer again next offseason if you fail on Wilson or Rodgers. But I think Peyton is going to do everything he can to walk away with one of Wilson or Rodgers in this offseason cycle. So I'm, I'm living in that reality. But you got to start preparing yourself where that's, that doesn't come to fruition. It's true. And and Tommy Simmers weighing in Baker and Locke 2022. I hope you're being sarcastic, but not really, because you look at the retread theme uh, that is the Denver Broncos in the quarterback position. And right now the Broncos don't have a lot of uh, backup plans, really, or, or anything going on for them next year. When you look at the quarterbacks, they got to figure out, you know, what they're going to do with Teddy and when do they have to figure that out by? It's a bizarre thing to have so many positions figured out with depth and up-and-comers and young guys and even some vets that are re-emerging like a Stephen Weatherly or, or Kenny Young and not know what's going to happen with Drew Locke, what's going to happen with Teddy Bridgewater. They obviously don't want Brett Rippon to really be going, so maybe that good story comes to an end. Um, I think you could be looking at a quarterback room that doesn't have any of the current players on it right now, and there was an article the other, I don't know, maybe last week on milehighhuddle.com, and I'm spacing on who who wrote it, but talking about potential quarterbacks that could come in, like a Matt Ryan, uh, some of these guys, maybe even a Gardner Minshew, and that, those would be trade options, obviously, and maybe lower value if you're George Payton and you don't feel safe with a quarterback in this draft. Maybe you try to get what you can and do the Teddy thing over again, but, man, I just don't think that's going to go over well with the fan base. It probably won't, but again, um, personally, I'm, I would be able to buy in one more season rather than feeling like it's the next five, but that's just me trying to justify and give yourself the best chance. So we'll see what happens. I mean, gosh, there's a reality out there where the Broncos trade for Rodgers. There's one where they trade up for one of these quarterbacks or heck there's one where somebody like Matt Ryan comes in, which I know that'll get some people pretty, uh, you know, eye roll as well. Cause he didn't walk away with one of those elite quarterbacks, but uh, you put Matt Ryan on this roster. I think you probably are talking about a 11 win team this season. So uh, we'll see what happens, and maybe that's a better solution than trading up for a quarterback that you just feel like you have to take a quarterback. But uh, luckily for the Broncos, and luckily, uh, at least from where I sit, I do trust George Payton to be a good talent evaluator. Broncos are in a good spot cap-wise. They're in a good spot draft capital-wise. And uh, you have new ownership coming in that should hopefully bring in an influx of national interest, cash spending, and a stability in the team overall. So things are dark right now, and they're going to be kind of probably a little bit wishy-washy the next couple seasons unless they get a Rodgers or Wilson because of Mahomes and Herbert in the division, but still a good young core. And I, I really do trust Peyton that he can get it right. 
Yeah, all, all signs with George Payton are, are pointing in the right direction in, in just about his first year uh, as the Denver Broncos GM. And I think things are going to be a little different when John Elway is out of the picture. Or is he going to be out of the picture? Mike Liss kind of hinted at something weird on the Denver Airwaves this week, talking about he was asked about ownership, obviously, and no one's um, as plugged in as Mike and some of those issues. But he had hinted that John Elway has been um, fielding calls, gathering information, if you will, on uh, potential ownership or, or joining in a group or something like that. And we know Peyton Manning has also been reported as being interested as well. So you're starting to see some new things or maybe not that new or um, depending on how you look at it, the John Elway thing felt weird because I thought John was, he was trying to take a step back and phase out. But John's always got something up his sleeve. You know you can't be actively involved with an NFL franchise and be part owner. So maybe this transition out the door is one foot in, one foot out. It just it felt weird, and it's hard to figure out where the ownership is going to go. I think it's going to go quick, though, and you're going to have an owner with this team sooner rather than later. Yeah, and just an update for everybody at home. I think Utah just tied the game 45-45 with uh, two minutes to go. So, man, sounds like there's a classic Ooh. going on there in uh, Pasadena, Rose Bowl, my favorite bowl game out there. I don't care if it's a championship or not. Watching the the mountain scenes in the background. Great stadium, yeah. One day I will win one. I'm, st- I'm wearing my Iowa stuff still. Good 10-win season, Big Ten West <laughs> champion. Maybe got beat today, but uh, I'm still happy about it. It was a good season. It was a good season overall. So um, – Let's get into it a little bit more. Obviously, the game, Luke. What are you thinking the Broncos can do to win this one? Um, is there any chance at all? And how does that yeah. play out if they if they do have a chance? Yeah, the one of my first things that I wrote about in one of my keys was I had to rewrite it because Jerry Judy is no longer available. Um, so for me, you got to use the run game. We talked about that a little bit, but uh, go to defense for me. We're going to talk about the same thing over and over again with Pat Shermer. Um, but I'm sick of it. Y'all know it. Run the ball set things high, low reads up for Drew Locke with his athletic tight ends that he needs to utilize with the receiver that's out there in Cortland Sutton. Uh, you're going to see some other guys, I think, get a chance. But the biggest thing, Justin Herbert, you got to get after this guy. You got to make him move. He's an athlete. Don't be surprised if he scrambles for some touchdowns. He's done that this year. I think he's got, let's see, uh, 26 first downs. 299 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. So he can move around. He's athletic. He's strong. But the D line, I know we've went through it and we're going to have, you know, a, a blue collar, blue line, or D line out there tomorrow, not knowing a lot about him. But got no Bill Collar, this either. guy. Yeah. Bill no Bill Collar. Your guy. Your, your guy. I mean, now the coaches are being hit. So uh, you got to get after Herbert. And I don't know. I don't care what that is. I don't care if you need to blitz guys. I don't care if you need to um, just light a fire under that defensive line. But if you do not hit Justin Herbert, he's going to scorch you in this game. Uh, I don't care how well you camouflage your secondary. I don't care who you got back there. Pro Bowls or not with Justin Simmons, who's been playing out of his mind. Pastor Tan, who's playing out of his mind right now. Justin Herbert, you're seeing him develop mentally on the field and it's scary so the only way you can beat that is by driving it into the ground yeah the offensive line will have to step up and the run game will have to step up and the chargers are definitely going to try to take that away even if that's against brandon staley's philosophy of uh, playing a lighter box in first and second down broncos best chance of victory this one is they are able to out physical the chargers just like they did last time and uh, drew lock does enough 
Um, I do lock, you know, they're talking about him having the best game of his career this last game. Maybe that's not the case. Maybe you talk about Carolina or Houston where he had more explosive plays, but still protected the football and gave the Broncos a shot. So, and I know this off season as well, um, really leaned into the, you know, it's, it's football. A lot of teams had a lot of issues with the sick bug and young rosters and whatnot. I mean, Justin Herbert, for example, worst offense than the Broncos had last year, worst offensive line in football. And he passed uh, the most passing yards ever for a rookie. So obviously if things are perfect, you want them to get better for your quarterback. But if your quarterback is good enough, he can step up. Uh, so again, say no excuses for Drew Locke last year with everything going on, blah, blah, blah. I think in this game, I'm willing to give him a little bit of, of room for an excuse because this team is just obliterated. I just, I don't even know what it's going to look like out there for them. And especially if the Chargers are able to score, put Drew Locke in a situation where he has to play bombs away. I don't know. I, I don't know. Go have fun, kid. Don't get hurt and go have fun. But is he going to play bombs? Or is he going to be allowed? Because it's like, he's just so terrified. He's, he's not terrified. He's doing what he's told. He's like, fine. You guys are going to tell me that, you know, I can't do this. Fine. I'll do it. I'm not going to throw any picks. Watch my decision-making, but it's mm-hmm. not him. You're not seeing the Drew lock, the, you know, the three point shoot. It's kind of like being, what's it like being a gunslinger? It's kind of like being a three point shooter. Yeah. Well, you don't, I didn't see any three point shots last week. His teammates let him down on a lot of those things, but man, I just want to see Drew give his team a reason to believe in one game. doesn't have yeah. to be a reason to believe in him being the franchise quarterback anymore. Give another team a reason to believe in mm-hmm. signing you. Uh, I've heard some chirps that maybe the Green Bay Packers are still interested in Drew Locke. You heard that a year ago still. A Drew Locke right now, who are you going to play, Jordan Love or Drew Locke? Because I would play, to be honest with you, I'd play Drew Locke. I don't want Jordan Love out there. I mean, it's just another dice roll, right? It's kind of like what you talk about when you take a day two quarterback. It's just simply a dice roll, hoping that you catch uh, lightning in a bottle. You never know. But, um, yeah, I'm this game, regardless of the results, I'm giving Drew Locke a pass because the situation is tough. Mm-hmm. And you said, are they going to uh, give a chance for Drew Locke to uh, to be hard. unleashed? You might yeah. have to because you're losing eight defensive starters or eight defensive players. So you're so thin there. You're already banged up. Draymond Jones is in- injured. Uh, Darby's injured. Uh, Kareem Jackson's injured on top of all the issues at the reserve. So uh, are they going to unleash Drew Locke? They might have no choice because the defense might be decimated and giving up points to Justin Herbert in a revenge game where he struggled against the Broncos last time. Maybe if you're Drew, or just putting yourself in Drew's shoes, maybe you need to go out there and say, screw it. I'm going to do what I got to do here. I mean, uh, they don't like me in this town. Half the fan base doesn't. I know I'm probably on my way out. You know, I think he's been so locked in this this mental focus that it's almost paralysis by analysis not because he's a dumb player but because he cares and he wants to be the the guy and i like that i respect it and i want to see him do it somewhere else because i think drew lock is probably a really curious project to other teams right now because maybe they're looking at him like the broncos are garbage They've been garbage for six years since Peyton Manning left. Have they ruined this kid as a prospect? A lot of teams were afraid to touch him early in that draft. Uh, we talked about it on the show where we ultimately think he could have gone maybe fourth, fifth round. That fall could have kept going. But John was in love with him, and John was in love with him for a reason. And I would just hope that Drew could at least have any sort of trust from Pat Shermer. They're, they're rolling him out there. And I'm glad that they are, because if they put Teddy Bridgewater out there, that would just be disgusting. The guy is unhealthy. He can't play. They need to bench him and let it rip with Drew. But Peter Middleton is weighing in here as Nick and I continue to go back and forth. Cortland Sutton better get past the ball in this game. It's him, then Kendall Hinton. That's tough, Nick. Yeah, I mean, you talk about guy, young guys getting a chance. So this is a... Uh... 
Seth Williams game. You're losing out Tim Patrick. You need another big body X type that can do some stuff with Sutton out there. Seth Williams is one of the rookies who we've seen the least from, from this season. So he's going to get a shot to go out there and make some plays. It's unfortunate that Tyree Cleveland, I think is also still on the list as well. He'd be one of the reserve guys you'd want out there, but um, you got to get Seth Spencer. Williams. Deontay Spencer is going to get a chance as well. So, um, and I, I would expect to see a lot of tight end usage as well. Be let off the show talking Albert Oquibnam. Your tight end room right now is healthy. So maybe you see more 13 personnel, some usage with Salbert um, and spread the ball around with the tight ends because I, I think 12 personnel under center work is what Drew Locke does best. So uh, what about some miss the receivers? What about some 21? Maybe you mix your running backs in Mike, you know, um, not Mike Bell. Mike I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say Mike Bell. Mike Boone can catch the ball. Uh, yeah. He's not a dynamic route runner or anything like that. Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon can catch the ball. Um, maybe you need to try to get your running backs a little bit more involved. And I guess it's a good thing Jerry Judy's not in this game because we don't have to see that God-forbidden sweep. Um, and, and Judy, you know, he had a decent flashing and siding last week in Las Vegas. Obviously, kind of a bizarre play um, out there with the Raiders with that, like, bat-down thing. Whatever. I'm not going to yeah. overanalyze a bad play on a bad team against another bad team, but it's going to be really, really tough. And uh, Scott's weighing in. Our guy saying Deontay Spencer's going to run the fake sweep motion to step in and fill in for 10. I absolutely love it. I mean, might as well, right? Last uh, last couple weeks of the season, can't leave anything on the field now. Um, and Luke, we're getting to the time where uh, you're going to start to have to have some draft takes. Is there any guys yet who are your pets? In this upcoming class, are you still uh, have you gotten much eyes on college football yet? No, not yet, to be completely honest with you. So I don't want to go out there and just start spitting out all the names that you all already know. Um, getting ready to book my flight for Mobile. I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to do. It's weird now that Shrine moved to Vegas because I'm going to have to like fly from Vegas to Mobile, and it's going to be awful. So we're trying to figure that out. But for me right now, you're you're trying to figure out what you've got with George Payton and where and what he values. And I know that he respects Vic Fangio, but the Pat Sertan pick was beyond Vic Fangio. You're looking at a potential Champ Bailey type player that's going to be there, a cornerstone for your franchise for years and years, a potential leader. Okay, he's looking for leaders. He's looking for dynamic playmakers. And I can't help but be curious about the quarterbacks. That's kind of where I'm leaning right now. Uh, I know that there's a decent amount of pass rushers early in the next few rounds of this this class and that's always intriguing especially when you've got a Bradley Chubb that you can't trust he's going to be on this team next year you got linebackers that are promising but you've got a lot of tough decisions to make with veteran linebackers too like like an Alexander Johnson a Josie Jewell maybe you need to go linebacker and, and steady up some of those situations as well so it's I'm curious man because this team has talent but it's got so many holes and so many players that I would love to see uh, filled in for the next decade. Yeah, Broncos are in a weird spot. I'm going to be picking probably around 10 to 15. Uh, really, if they don't get a quarterback, it's setting up for best player available, in my opinion. Could be a number of directions. We got Miguel coming in. Speaking of a best, one of the best posters available here, one of the best super chatters available, Miguel. Sub fellows, you know if they unleash Locke and he fails, he is as good as gone. I think he's probably as good as gone anyway, um, given the just conversation surrounding drew lock. Uh, so might as well go out there and put up some tape and have fun with it. You know, I th I'm, I'm looking at this like a preseason game as much as that's as terrible as that sounds. I just kind of see it as a preseason game. Hopefully nobody gets seriously hurt and we get some good players and tape that we can look uh, for some of these guys going forward. Jay's hitting me saying, Luke, we've got 11 picks, man. Calm down. Yeah. You got 11 picks, but I can tell you what, 
this isn't going to be Elway using every one of his picks a couple years ago. George Payton is loading up for a reason, and he's loading up to take a big swing, and he's going to be swinging for that quarterback. So he cannot do that without cash and capital, something that the Denver Broncos have. Because when you get one of those quarterbacks that the fan base desperately wants and needs and deserves, what's going to be the first thing that quarterback wants? A brand new deal. You've got to be willing to have those resources. George Payton is making sure that he's got those resources, something that John Elway did too when George Payton inherited this, this position from John. John did a pretty decent job in, as being a steward at least. Did he overpay and overswing on a lot of players, including the right tackle position? Yes. Did he screw up the quarterbacks? Yes. But we were all able to move on and not be financially cash-strapped from those things. Yeah, I'm just really happy we're not paying Sam Darnold a fifth-year option next year. So it could can always you imagine, be worse, guys. Can you imagine? I, I mean, that is just disgusting. Yeah, it's it can be worse. The Broncos have a clean slate after the season if they want. Uh, Peter Middleton coming in. Poor Locke can't get any luck. Last game, the team played terribly for him. Now he has no team to pass to. I suppose it really doesn't matter as we'll have a new quarterback next season. I'm hoping Locke goes out there and plays a good game. Um, Just for the kid. You know, it's, 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 it's sometimes it can get pretty... Social media isn't always the best because it gets people's hyper emotional response the moment it happens. And then it's kind of the echo effect too, where it's a bunch of people, but uh, by all, by all accounts, Drew Locke seems like a good kid. So I'm hoping he goes out there and has a good game and uh, can use this to propel himself for future success in the league. Because uh, that to me, I think is the most important thing, you know, the humanity behind that player, uh, each of these guys and uh, making the most of their opportunity. Drew cares. He comes from a good family. Uh, Say what you want about the, the whole last year in the saints and whatever, but I mean, he hasn't gotten in trouble. Uh, he's been a good guy ever since he got here. He cares. He will, does not want to be in the spot he's in right now, but he got himself there. I think he's willing to fight and get out. He hasn't quit. He hasn't yeah. turned on the Xbox and not looked back like Paxton in Canada. I mean, he's, he cares and, and you got to cheer for that and root for that at least. And yeah, I want the Broncos to win. I don't want them to lose to the Chargers tomorrow. If you can get swept by the Raiders, how do you recover from that? Sweep the Chargers the very next week and ruin their playoffs. That's a good start. I don't care if Vic Fangio's not going to be here. I don't care if Drew's not going to be here. I care about wins and trying to give this fan base something to head into this next year. It's New Year's Day, for Christ's sakes. And we're talking about the Broncos tanking and to get draft capital by what? A few spots? Give me a break. This fan base needs wins. This fan base needs to see not a brand of boring football, but dynamic plays. That can happen tomorrow. I know there are a lot of players out, but you've got this alpha dog wide receiver in Cortland Sutton. Let's do it, big boy. Let's go. The lights are on. It's time to see what you got. Yeah, and the Broncos, uh, the Chargers, I mean, terrible run defense, terrible linebacking play. They do have Derwin James. They do have Drew Tranquil, who are good against tight ends in the pass coverage. But you should be able to get the the Chargers in heavy personnel on defense, um, make them load the box and play in a way that they don't really want to play. Now, they do have Derwin James and Joey Bosa, who are both game wreckers out there. But still, Broncos, I think, can keep this one tight. Uh, maybe the game gets away, especially if Drew Locke uh, – regresses back to his career mean with the turnovers none 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 last week um we'll see what happens there that's how a game can get out of hand quickly but still i think go out there have fun and just praying that nobody gets seriously hurt you know like that's that's the biggest thing for these games down the stretch win loss you know you want to i'd rather them win than lose but patrick sertan not getting a big injury that might impact him this offseason next year justin simmons Cortland sudden all these guys uh put them on bubble wrap and i think if you weren't having with a sick bug right now you might even start to see that um mm-hmm. so Broncos lose this game, especially putting those guys on bubble wrap and just trying to get healthy and get on out of there. 
Yeah, it's it's tough to see. Um, it's tough to see. It's tough to see another season, uh, if you will, flush down the drain. But it's been different this year, guys. You're seeing yeah. flashes from young players that the Broncos haven't had good drafts, Nick. I mean, you you know that. And they're starting to see a little bit of fruits and ROIs from their labors and their investments. And, and that's something that's promising. And it's something that you hope to see at least in the next couple of weeks. Miguel is coming in with some, uh, some awesome support. We really appreciate you over on Facebook. I'm going to try this last name, Miguel. So bear with me, Miguel Santistivan. I hope that was close. Uh, if not, please correct me. We really appreciate your support over on Facebook guys, be sure to go over on Facebook and you guys can come become an official supporter like Miguel on facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod it's a good reminder to you guys as we start to wrap up the show the huddle boys will be on after the game tomorrow i'll have an article out as well right around when the clocks hit zero but uh sofi stadium nick i wanted to ask you your your take on that it's the charters uh they're no longer playing in the soccer stadium broncos country travels really well i mean take no uh further look than the dallas cowboys game this year and i never thought i'd see jerry world covered in that much orange ever uh, it's kind of like when the Steelers come here in Denver and that damn towel is everywhere. And yeah, I see you Steeler fans in there. Slap yourself entertainment. Appreciate your support tonight. Um, but Nick, do you think Broncos country is going to show up in orange for a, what's a meaningless game for the Broncos, but the chargers, they've got a lot on the line here and you've traditionally seen the Denver fan base in Cali. Yeah, I think you could see it, but I think the biggest thing is with everything that just happened in Denver just recently or around Denver area recently, on top of everything going on in the world, coming off the season, coming off just the week prior where probably a lot of people decided to go to Vegas instead of L.A. with these kind of being back-to-back. So you will see a good amount of orange in there, not the same level that uh, we saw with Vegas last week. So um, hopefully the Broncos give them something to cheer about. But I really think this game will probably – it's either going to be a blowout or way closer than anybody thinks. I don't think the Broncos win, but I could see it playing out the way. Biggest thing, um, biggest thing this team is playing for, and this is talking with people uh, connected to the team. Obviously, the season has kind of gotten out of way, and a lot of people are trying to get to the door without getting injured. This Broncos team, this Broncos defense, can still finish the season as the number one scoring defense in the NFL. Right now, giving up 17.3 points per game, uh, tied with the New England Patriots. That's a point of pride for a lot of these guys. So hopefully they can get that and get on out of here. And even though they're losing, I think, eight starters this week, which is insane, um, they can still hopefully uh, compete with the Patriots and finish with the best scoring defense in football this season. Well, and you know it's a point of pride for Vic Fangio, that that title, because he was asked about it. And uh Man, you sometimes you just know hook, line, and sinker. And Vic was asked about it. I don't think he gave a bad answer. You know, he talked about it being important to the players. So he deflected attention off of himself. And it's easy for you know me to use that low hanging fruit of being, oh, of course Vic cares because it's his precious defense. Yeah, he's a defensive guy, and that's a huge accomplishment. Something that's going to land Vic another job. You know, and it's as if he has to beg for one. But it's also weird when you start thinking about, you know, it's Christmas last week and you got Vic Fangio out there saying, I feel very comfortable in my job. I'm not worried at all. I'm good to go. I mean, it's just it's bizarre when you hear something like that and um, slap yourself. Entertainment's coming in here saying, do you think Vic Vic will get fired next week? No, Vic's not going to get fired until possibly the end of the season. Why? I don't know. 
a million reasons. You can try to guess about the ownership. You could try to figure out if George Payton just wants to ride it out. Is it really fair to give Mike Munchak or Pat Shermer the the reins, if you will? Vic seems to be intent on either going down with the ship that he has or, God forbid, I say he come back this year. God, who knows? Um, <laughs> if, if people used uh, the sick bug for an excuse for the Co- or the quarterback, maybe they'll make it for the head coach coach too, but I can't see a reality where uh, Vic Fangio's uh, back. I think that the writing is on the wall. I think that there's being, you know, love letters being written back and forth between Dan Quinn and uh, George Payton right now, personally. So we'll see if it plays out, but that one just, ooh. there's there's so much smoke right now with that one that I think it's probably, there's got to be something there. Well, and the connection there, Russ Wilson, right? So that, here we go. We start looking and I hear you guys. It's tough to get those hopes up. You know, does lightning strike twice with Peyton Manning as a free agent? No, but do trades happen in the NFL and players switch teams? I mean, look at LeBron James. My God, he's changed more teams than socks. It's just one of these things that you're seeing this in the modern 2022 now sports world. These guys change teams. Uh, Obviously, they would like to go out on a higher note if you're Russell Wilson, but I don't think it's ever been done. A quarterback in Green Bay that wins the Super Bowl and then leaves. I mean, you see something with Tom Brady of just, in one year, changing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to a Super Bowl contender. You know that Rodgers is very competitive at at the very least with Tom Brady. So it's going to be tough to see uh, and predict that future. But Dan Quinn, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm all smiles. I'm like, man, okay. Uh, I'd be curious to see where that goes. I like defense a lot. And this guy definitely, I think, has a better grasp on a whole team than just focused in on, on Bay. That's defense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, hopefully the Broncos can, everybody can stay healthy and uh, no more surprise announcements tomorrow. Otherwise, uh, might be Scott, you and I taking the field for the Broncos on defense versus the Chargers. <laughs> they can probably get, they can get me out there probably pretty quickly. Seattle to LA can't be that long of a flight, but uh, hopefully the Broncos will have a good game and uh, pr- prediction Luke, before we get you yeah. out of here. Yeah, I got the Chargers winning this one 23-16. Justin Herbert's got playoffs on the line, and I don't think he's going to let his team down. Uh, I know that the Broncos are decimated, but so are the Chargers. Now, that's debatable on who's who's in a worse spot, but I just don't think that Pat Shermer's going to really commit to this running game, and he should, considering the Chargers are absolute garbage with a run defense. Uh, But when you got the head coach and the kicker throwing jabs on the sideline and you know, all the story that is Vic Fangio and the same old garbage from the Broncos, I just don't see him winning this game. I hope that it's competitive. Uh, I hope that drew lock has a shot, but 23, 16 LA. Yeah, I got 27 to 13, but I'm actually going to dip it down to 20, uh, 27 to 10. I think the Broncos aren't going to do very good. I think it's going to be a tough game for them. Um, and I think that the Broncos are going to still run the football like they did versus or try to run the football. And uh, if the Chargers and Brandon Staley, especially with what they learned off the Broncos last game, know anything, it's load up personnel wise to stop the run. And uh, eventually the Broncos offense is going to make a mistake. So uh, that's, that's why I'm leaning. It's going to be unfortunate, but uh, we have a lot of off season, a lot of hope for this team going forward. Maybe the Broncos get beaten this game, but a lot of draft capital, a lot of cap space, maybe even getting that uh, fourth place schedule again next season for whoever's under quarterback there to make it that much easier. So, uh, you know what? We'll take what we can get. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us today and happy new year to everybody. Hopefully everybody was safe out there. Hopefully you're enjoying the bowl games. Uh, check out, go check out the game starting right now. Uh, Ole Miss versus Baylor. Uh, get it, get your eyes on Matt Corral. Who's going to be playing maybe a future Denver Bronco quarterback. We'll see. He's a fun one out there with Lane Kiffin playing for the, uh, the rebels. So have a good one guy tonight, guys follow Luke on Twitter, 
at Luke Patterson LP and myself at Nick Kendall MHH. Also make sure you're following us at MHI underscore pod as well as at mile high huddle. If you guys are on Facebook, make sure you're joining our communities there at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle as well as forward slash mile high huddle pod. If you are listening after the fact, you just have an iTunes in general, make sure you're going onto your Apple iTunes, finding huddle up podcast, scrolling down, leaving a comment in five stars. Say Nick sent you sent say, uh, I'm leaving a comment for Nick or for, uh, Luke to uh, trim up the beard or I don't know. I know they were calling me like wild earlier. I kind of like it. I'll take it. I know I need to shave this mop down, but no, Nick's exactly right. We read these reviews. We take them to heart. We try to improve. We know we're not, we're far from perfect, but you guys ride with us and give us all that support. Be sure to subscribe, like, and share. And uh, Nick, this was awesome, man. First show of the year. Happy New Year, buddy. Broncos country. This was a great show. I'm feeling like, man, this this audio, audio quality on the podcast is going to be really, really good. Uh, many thanks to Scott for everything Scott does for us, and uh, he makes our job really easy. So, Broncos country, happy New Year, and go Broncos. And shout out to uh, Luke's aluminum can, helping his Wi-Fi router. <laughs> happy 2022, guys. <laughs> You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.
You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.